Have you ever heard the phrase, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on? How many have ever heard that phrase before? When you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. So I don't know if you have noticed this rope here yet. Uh, it is my one-year anniversary here at the church, and I don't know if that's why it's up here or not, uh, you know, to hang me up from here or something like that. But uh, no, but have you ever, so if you've ever heard that phrase before, if you're anything like me, uh, you're probably not great at climbing a rope anyway. Um, I was going to try it. I don't know how high, how, how many of y'all think I can make it all the way to the top? You have way too much faith in me right now. <laughs> that is not what is going to happen. Um, so, so part of the problem with that phrase is when you're hanging from a rope, I'm already struggling, right? I'm already in trouble. Even if my life depends on it, I'm not sure I can hold on longer than like a minute. And now you want to add knot tying to the struggle that I'm already in, right? I'm hanging by this rope, and all of a sudden, I've got to try a knot, try, tie a knot. So I'm going to give it a shot, okay? Brother Dennis, do we have insurance? No? Oh, good. No, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> and if I can't barely hold on to this rope, how am I going to tie a knot while I'm hanging from it, right? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, if you're anything like me, you would be just like that. You'd be struggling. You'd be barely holding on. Now, how many of you have felt, and you don't have to raise your hand on this one, but how many of you have felt like you're at the end of your rope in life? You come to the end, you're barely hanging on, you, the, the, the hope is starting to run out, there's struggle that's going on, and you're just hanging on to, to the, the grip, hoping that something is going to change. Have you been there? Can you remember a time and a moment where you feel like hope is running out and like your grip is slipping? Well, there's a secretly incredible woman in the Bible that figured out what to do when she was at the end of her rope. Now, we don't know who she is, but we do know what she did. And she did this incredible thing. And her example is a beautiful one. And frankly, you're going to find out that this woman is a genius. So we're going to see that in the account of John Mark that he gave us in Mark chapter 5, verse 22. We see there that Jesus was confronted by a man named Jairus. And Jairus was an important leader in the synagogue there locally. <clears throat> and Jairus had a problem. He had a big problem. Jairus' little daughter was about to die. So he begged Jesus that he, he would come back with him to his house and save his precious daughter. And as Jesus went quickly and followed Jairus, a big crowd began to follow as well because people wanted to see one of Jesus' famous miracles that everyone was talking about. But see, among the crowd, there was a woman. Among the crowd, there was a woman. And that woman had an issue. We see that in verse 25. It says, there was a woman who had a discharge, other versions there say issue, of blood for 12 years. See, she wasn't there in the crowd that day just to see Jesus do something. No, she, in fact, needed something herself. 
See, her issue was humiliating. It was embarrassing, and it was long-lasting. For 12 years, she had suffered with this medical issue. And the anemia that would have resulted from her issue would have caused fatigue and lightheadedness and headaches. She had a problem. She had an issue. And this wasn't something that she wanted to announce to the entire world, right? This was something that was a little bit humiliating. She, she didn't want to wear a ribbon on her, on her blouse there or wear one of those rubber wristbands. She wanted to keep this problem to herself. But culturally... She couldn't do that. See, as far as society was concerned, she was considered unclean. In those days, that meant she couldn't touch anyone. She couldn't go to the synagogue, which was the hub for social interaction. And she would have had to announce to everyone as she walked down the street, unclean, unclean, unclean. And after 12 years, that became her identity. I am unclean. If anyone was ever at the end of her rope, it was her. If anyone was ever running out of hope, it was her. If anyone was ever losing her grip, it was her. It's not like she hadn't tried to fix her problem. Mark chapter 5, 26. Let's read that. It says, and and who had suffered much, she had suffered much under many physicians. And look at this, she had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had went to many physicians and they did who knows what to this woman, but whatever they did, it cost her so much pain and so much suffering, it cost her all that she had to live on and it made her problems worse. Luke 8, 43 says it this way. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She is hanging by a thread at the very end of her rope after 12 years of suffering and 12 years of pain and 12 years of embarrassment and humiliation. Her identity and her worth and all of her value told her that she was undesirable and she was someone that needed to be avoided because she was unclean. But then she heard rumors about Jesus. Then she heard reports about Jesus, how Jesus healed people and how he was the Messiah and the Son of God, the one, the Savior, the one they had been waiting for for hundreds of years. Mark 5, 27 says she heard the reports about Jesus. She was at the end of her rope. She was losing her hope. She could have just said, what's the use of trying? I can't hold on anymore. I can't, I can't ask for help. I can't look anywhere else. I'm just done. I don't want to try anymore. It's been so long. Things aren't going to change. I've tried things before. But then there was a glimmer. Jesus. What did she have to lose, right? She heard about Jesus. She had no other options. She had no, uh, nothing left to give. But instead of just holding on to a rope, instead of trying to tie a knot and just say, I'm just going to hold on and I'm just going to just keep doing what I'm doing. No, instead she reaches out. Let's see verse 27. 
said she had heard the reports about Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd. and She touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. She reached out to grab him. She believed that if she could get to him, she could be made well. See, she was untouchable. She wasn't supposed to touch anyone. She was unclean, but she had reached out to touch Jesus because she had the faith that although she had no options left, Jesus could do something about her problem. She reached out. Verse 29 says, and immediately, immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. She had spent all of her resources. She had went through pain and embarrassment trying to fix her problems on her own and just a touch from Jesus and she was made whole. Verse 32 says, and he, Jesus, looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. See, before she reached out, Her identity was unclean, unworthy, undesirable. She was scared when Jesus called her out of the crowd because she was unclean and she had touched someone else. And she knew what that meant. It wasn't okay. But Jesus doesn't look at her with the disgust that those other people all these 12 years had looked at her with. No, Jesus looks at her with love and calls her daughter. Daughter. He calls her daughter. Imagine what that means to her. For so long, people had crossed the street to get away from her. She had been pointed at. She had been stared at for so long. She felt worthless. But Jesus calls her daughter. Is there anything that could have meant more to her in that minute? Is there anything that means more than son or daughter? It means love. It means commitment. It means connection. It means value. Daughter. Isn't Jesus amazing? See, this is just what Jesus did on the way to do something else, right? He was on the way to go heal Jairus' daughter, which was equally as amazing. Uh, He was going to raise her from the dead, and this is just what he did on the way to do something else. He calls her daughter. But see, that woman in the crowd has the faith to take A chance. She has the faith to reach outside of herself, to ask for help when she's tried everything else. 12 years worth of pain and suffering, embarrassment, and it ceased in a moment of faith. There was once a man that was trapped on the top of a house in a flood. And he prayed and he said, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. And as the waves crashed around him and the, and the wind blew in this hurricane as he sat on the top of his house. He said, I'm trusting God. A boat came by. He said, hey, come on, come on down, we'll save you. He said, no, 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 no. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. He's going to take care of this. Next, a, a helicopter came by and he said, I- I'll be okay. I'm trusting God. The man drowned. 
He gets to heaven, right? And he stands before God. And he looks at God and says, God, I prayed. God, I asked for I trusted you. And God looks at him and says, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. What more do you want me to do? Right? He, he had rescue right there at his fingertips. But he didn't reach out. See, God doesn't promise that we will always have everything that we ever wanted and that life will always be easy. But for the child of God, he does promise that you will have what he knows is best for you and in his timing. Who is this lady that reached out? Who is this lady that trusted Jesus to touch him? We don't know who she is. We don't know her identity. But she found the cure to her issue. Isn't that incredible? She's a genius, right? She figured out that when all else is lost, when all hope is gone, there is hope in Jesus. She could have just given up. She could have been too humiliated to reach out. Maybe people will find out what I'm struggling with. But she had the courage, instead of just holding on to the end of her rope and saying, maybe it'll get better, or I've tried before, she had the courage to reach out. She could have given up. For lo so long, she had tried to find the answers to her own problems. She fought. She did everything she went. She went to several different doctors, and they did so many procedures. And there was times, I'm sure, that she thought she had it under control. And maybe things are going to get better. But she kept finding herself back in her issue and back in her pain and back in her shame. But I bet the next time she was at the end of her rope that Jesus wasn't the last place she went, right? I bet she went to him first the next time she was in a struggle. You know, sometimes it takes getting to the end of our rope till we realize that we need to reach out for help. And you might be here this morning and you're at the end of your rope. You've tried everything else. You may say, I've got no hope. But see, that's the awesome thing. God's got you right where he wants you. You have an opportunity to reach out and see miraculous things done in your life this morning. Maybe you're at the end of your rope with your marriage. Maybe you're, the fighting that you're going through it's just relentless. Maybe, maybe you're humiliated and embarrassed that things aren't working out like the movies and the books and the shows tell you they're supposed to. My husband doesn't wake me up with flowers every morning, and my wife doesn't always have makeup on. And you realize that all those things that you thought were going to happen, all of a sudden it's not the same. And you're, you're, you're beginning to get at the end of your rope because there's fighting and then and you've tried marriage counseling and you've, you've read the books and you've tried to figure it all out and you've used up all your emotional, physical, and mental resources. Maybe you're at the end of your rope in your finances. The bills keep coming, but the checks aren't cutting it. The house is too expensive now, but it just won't sell. The car broke down, the fridge broke, the college loan payments are crushing. Maybe you're at the end of your rope with life in general and you feel alone and you feel depressed and you're stuck in addiction and you're always so anxious and you push people away and you put up walls and you have scars from the past and worries about the future. Have you heard the reports 
about Jesus? Have you heard what Jesus has done for others? Have you heard what Jesus can do? Have you pushed your way through the crowd? Have you reached outside of yourself for the answer? Because when all is lost, Jesus is the way. When you're blinded by lies, Jesus is the truth. When you're consumed by fear and death, Jesus is the life. I have this verse over my door in my office because it's something I constantly need to be reminded of. It's John 15, 5. And Jesus says, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We like to try though, right? We like to see if we can do it or not, right? We don't want to ask for help. We like to try and do things our way first. We have our ideas. We've got our plans. We've got our direction. But my prayer for you this morning is that you stop holding on to all of that and you begin to reach out. See, once we see what can be found in Jesus, I believe you'll want to reach out to him next. And the next time you're at the end of your rope and the next time there's struggles, you won't just try and tie a knot to the end and try and figure it out on your own and try and just suffer through one more day. Instead, the next time you will go to Jesus first. Worship team's gonna come, stand to our feet and bow our heads. Have you heard the reports about Jesus? Have you heard what Jesus can do? As they come, we've been had our secretly incredible reminders, right? We've got these two words and these hand motions that we've done. You can look up here now. For those of you that are uh, great listeners and, and had your eyes closed, thank you. But you remember what week one was? You ready? Let's do it together. Bring one. And we talked about those incredible men that brought one person to Jesus, and their faith carried someone else. Then last week, what was the other one? You ready? Let go. And we talked about that widow's might. And how she gave up everything to God and said, God, you do whatever you want with it. Anybody have any idea what this one is? Reach out. That's awesome. Great job. Reach out. Let's do them all together one time. Bring one, let go, reach out. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know why you're at the end of your rope this morning or if you're at the end of your rope. I don't know what your issue could be. But I know that Jesus is the answer. So push through the crowd. Get past the embarrassment and the pride of trying to do everything on your own and figure it out and just hold on a little bit longer. Push through the crowd and reach out. Psalms 39, 7 says, Oh now, or, and now, O oh Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Don't tie a knot and hold on. Reach out. Every head's bowed and eyes closed. Maybe that's you. Maybe I didn't mention your specific issue, your specific problem, but you have 
this issue. And you've been holding on to it. You've been trying to fix it. You've gone to different places to try and patch it up. And really, in the end, you've spent resources and you're really worse off than you were when you started trying to fix your problem. Have the faith to do what this secretly incredible woman did and reach outside of yourself to Jesus, the answer, the cure, the fix. I'm not saying you won't have problems, but you'll have the God of the universe. Every head's bowed and eyes closed. If you feel God wants you to come down and and reach out this morning at this altar or in your pew where you stand. Take some time to meditate, to listen. So often we're so busy and we just buzz past everything without taking time to internalize. Just take a moment as they play.